the outfit that I'm wearing today is not allowing me to clip this thing anywhere. So for the first time, I'm actually going to use this loose like this and hopefully the audio is going to, it's not going to be messed up. So um, I have amazing news. Yesterday we had our first tea time live. We had an event here um, in Miami and it was um, the first event that I had. We had a discussion. Um, it was kind of like a live podcast slash women's group. And it was amazing. The girls shared their testimonies. It was beautiful. And I'm here to talk a little bit more about what we talked yesterday because I didn't record it. It was more of a get together. I was testing the waters to see. And um, most definitely the next um, Tea Times events, uh, we're probably going to record it and turn into um, the podcast and turn into a podcast episode. But for today, um, for this time, we didn't do it. And so I'm here to talk to you about today's um, topic. And it's something that I recently, um, I recently recovered from, and I'm still on the path to learn more about, which is receive the love of God. And um, it's a subject that it's kind of like, it was a sensitive subject until um, not long ago, because um, God really healed me and is still in the process of full recovery from being too damaged to a, that I reached a point that I thought to myself, am I even worthy to be loved? Uh, at some point, like, am I too damaged to be loved? Um, and that's actually the name of the topic. And we sometimes don't pay much attention to it. And we don't um, think about it too much because we don't think that's going to affect our lives. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's not that deep. And it is so, so deep because when you're, when you don't know how to accept love or the only version of what love is, is completely toxic and distorted. That's what you're going to understand as love. So that's the only type of love they're going to accept. And sometimes you're thinking, why can I? Just have a healthy relationship. Why every guy that I meet is always a narcissist or abuse me or um, treat me like crap. Why do I keep running into friends who always just want to get things from me but never do anything in return? Why uh, can I love myself? Why it doesn't matter how much I try. Every time that I look in the mirror, I cannot accept myself and I just... I'm never satisfied with how I look or things like that. And everything goes to you don't know how to be loved or what you think love is, is completely far away from what true love is. And I'm not talking about love slash sex sexuality. I'm talking about unconditional love. And I grew up, and spend 26 years of my life not knowing how to be loved, especially by God. And you might think, what do you mean? Like, I, I, I like love. Like, I want to be loved and I know how to be loved. But most of the times, we don't know. Because, well, what were you receiving wasn't love. And um, because people these days, they look at love as something transactional. And love is not transactional. I don't care. What you think, 
uh, and what you say and the reasons you tell me love is not a transaction um and people see like i love you uh but i only love you if i can get something out of you and we seeing love as transactional makes us see god's love as transactional so okay if god is blessing me and giving me everything i want he loves me but if i'm going to a trial and the things that i don't want is happening in my life is because god doesn't love me um and this is the worst thing that you can do is see god and the relationship you have to god as a transaction and like if you're getting something out of it is because he loves you and oh my god god is so good but uh if i cannot get what i want from god and the life doesn't look like i want it okay god is not good he hates me or i'm doing something wrong with my life or you're just going to go through that spiral of like there's something wrong like if my life is not going good it's it's because um god doesn't love me or he forgot about me and that's the first thing that we think when we're going to a trial and before we dive into the discussion and talk a little bit more about i'm going to share a little bit about my testimony um i every single male of my life every single male of my life showed me that love is transactional i grew up seeing that as true so it took me 26 years as i mentioned to figure out what true love is because while growing up my dad would reward me and praise me if i did something good if i was really good at school if i was the top student in the class if i obeyed him if i did something good is like oh my god i love you so much and he would like show affection but if you're not going that well in school if you're not meeting my parameters if you're not meeting my level of what i think it's good and what i think it's right i'm going to punish you and um i um i'm not going to like i i i'm not going to show you love so i spent my whole life my whole childhood and teenage years trying to please my dad in any way possible I was trying to be the top student of the class because I knew if I wasn't he was probably gonna do something and every time that he wouldn't do something for me or wouldn't give me something he would tell me I'm not doing this because you to you you had a B instead of a A plus and I'm not talking about something like I was extreme I was an extremely good child I was very respectful and it, i'm talking about an extreme situation like if i get a minus that would be enough for him to cut me off violent class if i look to the wrong way he would use that in, as an excuse to don't give me a present on my birthday if i'm talking i'm not talking about me being rebellious and doing like wrong things because yeah if your child is like behaving in a certain way of course you have to punish them you have to like show them like that's not the good thing but i'm talking about extreme situations here i'm talking about like i mentioned i a minus i'm taking out a violent class because you didn't uh reach the standards of perfection as a being a student to me um if so i i grew up being on edge of trying to be the perfect kid and behave the perfect way and act the perfect way and do everything and because i knew that's the only way i would receive love affection 
and he would be good to me. And that showed me since a really young age as love is transactional. So for somebody to love me, I have to be perfect. And I was far away from perfect. We as humans were far away from perfect. And that really messed up my mind. So I grew up thinking if I behave good enough, I'm going to be loved. And with that, I grew up being a very um, isolated child. Like people didn't like me much, maybe because I was like, I was a nerd. <laughs> um, and I was, I already felt left out since I was a kid. First in school, after my family, because like everybody from my mom's side of the family was very skinny at the time and I was more chubby. And I always like grew, growing up, heard people telling me, you know, you should lose some weight. You have such a beautiful face, but you should lose weight. And that was already like engraved in my mind. And then trying to live up to my dad's expectations of being a good kid, a good student. And being left out in school and everywhere I go with no friends, I already had like extremely low self-esteem. I was extremely insecure. So I was trying to overcompensate behaving good. And when you grew up being like that, any man that appears to your life, you're going to behave in the same way because there's no such thing in behaving in one way in your love life and another way on your social um, life or no, like you, if you're insecure, um, if you're insecure in one area of your life, you're going to be insecure in any area of your life. Uh, most of the times, like it's, that's going to reflect um, a lot of the areas of your life. So I grew up having to people please all the time and everybody in my life, especially my dad. So guess what? When I entered a relationship, I was behaving the same way. So I got into a relationship um, after my divorce. Um, if you, my divorce is a whole other story. I think I talked a little bit here on the podcast, but my divorce like happened. I had a good marriage, and things ended because of uh, several mo- uh, reasons. But that was kind of like a good experience. But my people please inside is still made me do wrong choices and behave in wrong wrong ways in my marriage. And I can see that in in a lot of ways. So, um, and that is a, is a, is a very more deep story and long story. So I'm going to jump into my next relationship, which was a very short relationship that I had after my divorce. And Guess what? I the pattern was the same. My pattern of working for love and seeing love as transactional reflected to my relationship. So on that relationship, I was I would do anything, of course with boundaries, but I would do what I could to just behave and be good in a sense of like trying to be uh, as calm as I could, understanding as I could. I'm not a jealous person ever. That's like nature. So like I would control, I would just be the, try to be the perfect girlfriend. And a lot of the times of me acting this way, I would compromise. I would compromise in so many areas. And that was reflecting on my um, uh, relationship with God because I was compromising with God. I was compromising with myself to please somebody else. So since the love was transactional, I was thinking the same thing. If I just behave good enough, he's going to love me. 
and um, he was a narcissist, um, this boyfriend that I had, and um, he would just manipulate me. And when you get a narcissist dating a people pleaser with self low self-esteem, insecurities, and already thinking that you're not good enough, that's the perfect match for him. So I compromise enough to just look back right now and don't even recognize myself back then. I compromise uh, my faith, my beliefs, my principles, my values for that person. And that, praise God, God took me out of that relationship pretty soon. We dated for two months only. And um, and y when you see uh, love as transactional, the crumbs that you get is enough. So the problem of our relationship was... Um, he was love, love bombing me since the beginning. So I was like, Oh my God, I finally found. So that was that infatuation of like, like he loves me. Like he's doing all of that for me. So that was even a bigger push for me to be like, okay, I cannot lose this person. I cannot lose this guy. So that gave me even a bigger push when he started to pull back. And ignore me little by little and backing away little by little. So that, 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 that love bombing in the beginning, it was like a really big push for me to keep like, you know what? No, like if it's like, he's not texting me enough or like, he's not loving me. It's, it's like, maybe like, I just need to try harder because like in the beginning he was acting like this. So maybe it's something that I did. So I was blaming myself for his manipulative behavior um because i was thinking okay he was so good to me in the beginning now he's treating me like trash i must have done something wrong because well i grew up hearing that i was never good enough from every man of my life and every person around me so i was like okay so maybe i'm the problem so um i spent it was like a short time we spent two to three months together and during those months I went to the spiral of like little by little compromising even more and more and more and more when I reached a point that I was extremely broken and I compromised so much that I didn't recognize myself. I, I, I let, I, I reached a point that I was like almost reaching depression. I was like, you know, I don't even like, I'm just giving, giving, giving. I was drained. I was spiritually, mentally, physically drained. I was abused mentally, physically, spiritually, and that I really had to reach that rock bottom and run to God. And I, by the grace of God and the strength of the Holy Spirit, I was able to break up with this guy and start my healing process. And it took me a long time to heal from all that, not from him, not from missing him or getting over him, but getting over the damage that was left in my soul and in my mind and in my body. Um, so that recovery was long and um, it took me 26 years overall to be able to see that that's not how you're supposed to be loved. And I remember that I was here um, actually uh, sitting on my carpet um, and like praying and I just had that like breakthrough got like took the veil out of my eyes in a sense that I was like that what true love means because 
I was behaving like that with everybody else, every man of my life. So my heavenly father wasn't different. I was treating my relationship with God as transactional. So every time something good happened, I was like, oh my God, God loves me so much. And then something bad happened. I was like, okay, so maybe God is sick of me. And the enemy used those things, that feeling of unworthiness, that, that, uh, that comparison, and all of that to, to, to make me think, what am I doing? Why do I even try to like be good? Because I did so much bad things in the past. God would never love me. So as soon as I left that relationship with this guy, I was lukewarm back then. And then after a few months, I like decided to like step into faith and be like, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to choose you. I'm not going to be lukewarm. I'm going to be full in. And when I decided to do that, the enemy started using those lies right away to make me feel guilty and ashamed and feel like, do you really think that God is going to love you? Look at what everything you did. Look what, look how you allowed yourself to go that low for people. Like, do you really think that God is going to love you? Like, you're dirty. Like, you don't deserve love. Like, you never deserve love your whole life. Why do you think that's going to be different? So, like, that was something that God had to deliver me from and show me that, like, that's not what it is. And when God revealed to me, like, if you pray harder, if you worship harder, if you do your devotions every day, whatever you do to try to be good, that's not going to, that's not the reason why I love you. I love you before anything. You're loved. You're loved. It doesn't matter what you're doing. God loves us before anything. It doesn't matter what you are right now, what stronghold you have of your life. It doesn't matter if you're living in sin. It doesn't matter what is your situation. God literally had to open my eyes and tell me, I don't love you because of your performance. I love you because you're my child. I don't care if your dad made you feel like you have to work for his love. I'm your heavenly father. You don't have to work for the love of your father. You don't have to work for my love. So it has such a corrupted and distorted idea of what a relationship between a father and daughter was that I that reflected between my relationship with God and God was like, no, that's not how it is. That's not how it is. It's not true. So he had to show me that I love you before anything. And if you let me love you, I can show you what I have prepared for you. So for all of that time, I was thinking that God abandoned me, that God turned his back away from me, that God was disgusted at me. That God was ashamed of me. But the truth was, he was trying to love me. But God, he's so gentle and so kind that he's not going to do that if you don't allow him to. He's a gentleman. He's not going to break into your heart. The enemy does that. The enemy, he steals, he sneaks. He, he just going to go in without asking for permission. But God... God, he's sweet. God, he's respectful. And he won't do anything if you don't allow him to. So he was knocking at the door of my heart for all this time. And I was the one 
locking the door and thinking that God was the one who didn't want to love me, but I wasn't accepting the love. So I had to reach that point that God was like, hey, I want to love you. I just need you to let me love you. So when I said, yes, Lord, I'm going to accept your love, even though I'm feeling like I'm not, I don't deserve it. I'm just, I'm just going to surrender to you. After that, every single day of my life, he showed me how much he loved me. And every time that I sinned, every time that I will fall back into my old ways, instead of running from God, ashamed and guilty, and just like telling him, oh, I don't deserve you, Lord. I don't deserve you, Lord. I would, I would go to him and be like, dad, I messed up. Can you please help me? And he would be like, of course. So one thing that the enemy tries to tell you when you have that feeling of unworthiness and seeing that whole transaction of relationship is every time you sin, he's going to make you feel isolated because guilt and shame is going to come and you're going to feel like, I don't, I don't even deserve your love anyway, Lord. I don't even deserve. And yeah, it's kind of, it's true. Like we don't deserve but he loves us. That's the beauty of an unconditional love. It's not because of performance. It's not a reward. It's not something that you deserve. It's just given to you freely. It doesn't matter if you deserve it or no. It doesn't like it doesn't matter. Like that's the beauty of the love of God. It's unconditional. Unconditional means no conditions. He's not going to love you just because you behave. He's he just loves you. And when you accept that love, What's going to happen is you're going to be so full of that love that your the conviction's going to hit. And everything every time that you do something that doesn't please God, you're going to be aware of that and you're going to be like, "You know what? Lord, I'm not going to do it." Because you love me so much, like why do I even think about doing something so wrong? So that love fills you up in a way that it opens your heart for the conviction and then allow him to like being such so lovely, but at the same time convict you of something. And his love is going to be enough for you to repent, for you to, to don't want to go to your old ways. And it's just a consequence of allowing God loves you. It's not a transactional. And there was this song that we were playing um, yesterday at the event that really spoke to me on that topic. And it says, if I pray a little harder, if I just like do, you know, if I behave good, maybe, maybe you think I'm enough. And like, you don't like, you don't have to pray a little harder. Like if, if you just like, that's something that really separates you from God because when you work based on performance, you're just going to think that, okay, if I pray harder, if I do my devotionals, if I go to church, if I behave like this, if I follow all the rules, if I am a good child on paper, if I follow everything, God is going to love me and then he's going to bless me. But it's not that like, it's, 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 he wants a relationship with you because if you perform and you do everything being a transaction, th- 
things are not going to be stable between your relationship with God. Because when things are going good, you're here with God, you're up. And then when things are not good, you're down. You're like, oh my God, God doesn't love me. He doesn't care for me. And the and that opened the doors for the enemy to lie to you and tell you all of those lies of like, he doesn't love you. Like, what are you going to even try? You already sin. So you go back to sin. And then you're like, you know what? Um, he doesn't even want you anymore. So you, you step away from God. Because one thing that I learned is every time that you feel that God is distant, trust me, it's not him who stepped away. God will never run away from us. We the run away from God. So be, that transactional relationship, it's only going to bring you like heartbreak. It's only going to bring you uh, far away from God. But when you understand that, okay, God loves me no matter what. And when you accept that and you and you and you and you understand that you're gonna value that you're gonna be you know what because when you love somebody everything that you want to do is just to you know value that love because it's not transactional but when you receive the love of god and you understand how big and amazing and fulfilling it is you don't want to take it for granted so you're gonna watch yourself you're gonna behave in a way that is going to be just like naturally good because it's not a transaction. You just, you're just doing that because you recognize how good it is and you want to love him back and you don't want to do anything to jeopardize that. So that's the beauty of accepting God's love because you start behaving in a natural, in a, in a naturally good way because you appreciate God's love. You know, like, you know what? I don't want to take him for granted, you know? So every time you sin, you go back to him and be like, Lord, I'm sorry. Help me go through this and overcome this. And every time you fall short, you have him by your side. And you understand that he loves you. And that doesn't mean that only good things are going to happen to you. You're going to start seeing the correction in a good way. Because in the past, I will look at God correcting me or me going to a trial or a season of God shaping my character of like, oh, God abandoned me. God doesn't love me. Look at my life. I'm going through all this. Like, you know, that wasn't supposed to be happening. But you start seeing the correction as love. And you're like, Lord, thank you so much for correcting me. Sometimes I stumble into things and I just been through a whole season and i'm still going through that that i was like lord what in the heavens is going on in my life like what is happening and then i was so open to his love and so open to listen to his voice that i was like oh okay i understand I, now i understand why this this is happening and i recognized what i had to heal from and he was like that's it and i was like thank you jesus Deep down, I was like, thank you, Jesus, for making me go through this. Because if it wasn't for this, I would even see that that was a, a part of a, a, a aspect of my life that I needed to change in order to be prepared for my next season. So I start seeing God's correction and shaping, even if it's like he hurts, even if it was like, you know, it was painful. And I started being like, you know what, I get, I, I get what you're doing. So you start not just seeing God as good when things are going well, but you start seeing the midst of the shaping and the hurting and the pressure. You're like, okay, this pressure is gonna, it's happening because of this. Because a father who loves is a father who corrects. And when you're seeing everything as transactional, you cannot see correction as love. You see as a punishment. Because... Um, 
I probably used that that word uh, wrongly in the beginning. Like a father who loves you, he's going to correct you and not punish you. And I think I used the word punishment in the beginning. I'm sorry. Uh, but when you're having that transactional relationship, the bad things you're going to see as punishment. But when you're in that relationship of love and connection with God, you're going to see what's happening in your life as shaping and correcting. And you're going to thank God deep down, like, thank you, Lord. Because right now, there's some situations that happen in my life that I like, I cry or I'm in pain. But after God brings that clarity and I'm like, oh, Jesus, thank you. The same thing happened when I when uh, that relationship ended. I was heartbroken for a while. But then I was like, you know what, Jesus, thank you. That heartbreak was everything I needed right now. Because if that didn't happen, I would probably still be uh, being abused and in a relationship who was only draining me. So we start seeing correction and things in our lives differently. And not telling, oh, God is good when you're receiving the blessings. But when you're during the trials, you can genuinely say God is good. Because I know sometimes when we hear like, I'll praise you anywhere or in any way. It doesn't matter if I'm like, you know, in the desert. It doesn't matter if I'm going to trials. And sometimes we sing that, but we don't get that. You know, like we don't get that. We were worshiping with words that are empty and we don't mean it. And you having a loving relationship with God when you understand the true meaning of being loved by God and how that relationship works, you can truly understand the meaning of I'll praise you anywhere. Because you understand that it doesn't matter where you are in your life or the situation is going to determine how much God loves you. Because when you understand that God loves you no matter what, You're not going to see the situations of your life as a reflection of God's love. Because you know that no matter what, he loves you. So if you're going through a trial, if you're going through a dark time, if you're going through a a place in a season right now when everything seems falling apart, like you feel lonely, you feel like, oh my God, is God even like looking at me? You go back to that, wait, God loves me no matter what. He loves me no matter, he loves me no matter what. So that means... It doesn't matter the situation I'm at. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. Even if the, the, the trials and the places I'm at is telling me I'm alone, that's a lie. Because God loves me no matter what. So you can you can cling to that and be like, you know what? God loves me no matter what. And when the enemy tells you, you know what? You're going through this because God is punishing you. You're going through this because you don't deserve it. You're going through this because he abandoned you. You can tell, you can tell him, hey, hey, liar. I'm going through this. God knows what. God knows why. Maybe I don't understand, but God understands why. And he is good all the time. He loves me. So it's such a big revelation when you understand the concept of God, unconditional love, because that means it doesn't matter the conditions. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. It doesn't matter if you're single, if you're married, if your financial situation is good or bad, if you're uh, in a season of trials or in a season of, uh, you know, um, a harvest. It doesn't matter if you're in a season where everything is going good or everything like you see falling apart. You know that God love God loves you no matter what. So that lie that the enemy could, could hold against you of, you know what? You're not loved. You can already put that down to the ground. And trust me, it's something that it's so important 
because a lot of people in my life, for example, like my life is a roller coaster. You know what? My life it's always dramatic. Um, you know, I love uh, you know I love the drama. You know, everything in my life is always dramatic. The miracles are dramatic. The trials are dramatic. And a lot of people ask me, "How are you so chill? How are you so happy? How?" Why are you not complaining when, like, you have all of the reasons in the world to complain? And I'm like, because my situation must be bad, like, look bad, and I'm going through a lot of hard times. But that doesn't mean that God is not here. He doesn't love me because I grew up seeing everything that bad that happened to me as a punishment, and that meaning, ooh, I'm not loved. But now God shifted that and bring. He brought clarity to my life that now it doesn't matter where I'm at. I know that I'm loved, and even if I sin and I fall short, because trust me, we're gonna stop falling short the day we go to heaven, bro. Because we're humans and we're gonna fall short eventually. And it's like until you know we're we're going, we see the Lord face to face. Um, it's it's life. It's gonna happen. So we know that we're gonna fall short eventually in some way. So when you cling yourself to that, like God loves me no matter what, and even if I fall short, He's gonna He's gonna help me go through. He's gonna shape my character. He's gonna teach me the best way to go. Because um, of course, there's a lot of people who like take it for granted and just like take that excuse to sin left and right, and feel that they can come back any time. But trust me, there's consequences. Uh, but when you appreciate it don't take the god's love for granted that's gonna make you even more stronger in the fact of falling short like that's gonna give you more strength every time that you're put into uh you're going through temptation or going through a uh, a situation that like you're you're facing something you're like oh my lord like when you understand god's love you're gonna be like i'm not gonna do this god loves me too much for me to behave like this and the guilt and the shame go away. And in the place of that comes repentance. Because shil, uh, um, guilt and shame, they come when... Um, guilt and shame comes when like you don't have that deep understanding of God's love. Because when you have that understanding, you repent. Re re repentance, it's something that means change direction. Guilt and shame trap you. Like you did something and then you felt the guilt and the shame and that trapped you there. And that isolates you from God because you're like, you're feeling so guilty and ashamed. They're like, you know what? I'm not even worthy to go to the presence of God at this point. But repentance is you recognizing, oh, I made a mistake, Lord. But I'm here, Jesus. You bring it to the light and you say, Lord, I'm right here. Please show me the way to not do this again. Show me the way for me to change this behavior. So you're shifting direction. That's repentance. Repentance is a shift of direction. And then God is going to lead you to that right direction. And like that's when you understand. That's when you're going to know that you're not going to take for granted. And you're not going to abuse God's love. And you're going to use that because God's love is so powerful. It's so powerful. And if you understand that, that's going to make like you stop being a Christian for show and actually behaving like a child of God. 
And um, it's something that really shifts my life. Right now, I can, now I'm still learning how to receive love little by little. Um, every day, I still sometimes like have to be like, Lord, please, you know, like I open my heart, Lord, you know, I need your love. And sometimes you can get, get the enemy can try to trap you in your old ways. And that happens, you know, not perfect. So sometimes it happens and I just have to remind myself like, hey, God loves you. And I have to remove my past from my mind and look and look in the presence and be like, yeah, maybe that was the way you thought in the past, but God already showed you the truth. So um, it's something that is really valuable for me. I think that was the biggest lesson that God ever showed me. And I think this is one of the key things that if you understand that it's going to change the way you see God, that's going to change the way you accept love. Because guess what? When you're healed and you understand what true love means, that it's unconditional and you appreciate that love and you know that that's the type of love that God has for you, that's going to make you go like have so much better relationships because you're not going to accept, you're not going to accept nothing less. Every time that you think about getting into a relationship, you're going to think, does this man is going to love me? Because trust me, it's in the Bible. A man should love his wife as Christ loves the church. What type of love is that? Unconditional. So when you meet a man of God, you're going to recognize because you're so used to be loved by the creator. And you're so used to how he looks, how he sounds, and how he feels. That when you're stepping into a relationship, it's going to be familiar to you. Because when you're used to the, um, uh, when you're used to the transactional love, that's going to be familiar to you. So that's why you're going to attract men who see love as transactional and they're going to manipulate you or women too. Um, they're going to manipulate you and then you're going to go get, you're going to get trapped into a toxic relationship because that's everything you're familiar with. So you know the sound, the feel, how we taste, you know everything about that transactional love. So, of course, you're going to be comfortable with that. That's going to be your safe space. So that's why you keep attracting the same friends, the same relationships, the same abusive people to your life, the same, the, the same headaches. But when you're familiar with the love of God, you know exactly how it looks. You know exactly you, you can spot that from miles away. So when you, you're getting to know somebody, for example, when you're, when you're dating, you're going to know when that love is, when is, is love and when it's not. You're going to know because you're so familiar with the way that God loves you that you're going to run from if it doesn't look familiar. You're going to run from because you're going to be like, you know what? That's not, that's not love. That's manipulation. I'm going to go. So that really teach you how to get, have good standards. And even in relationships to you, like you're going to start noticing the right people because you're love the way that you think you deserve to be loved. So the way you, you, you see love is the way that you attract love. So if you're seeing love as transactional, you're going to attract people who think the same way. But if you think you see, you realize how good the God's love is and how beautiful it is, guess what? You're going to attract that to your life. You're going to attract friends who who love the same way. You're going to attract a man or a woman of God who loves the same way. And then it's going to be good things. You're going to attract good things because that's what you're familiar with.
So every time a toxic relationships, a toxic uh, friend or a toxic man or woman start getting near you, you're going to be like, okay, okay, that's, that's, that's not what I'm used to. That's, that doesn't sound familiar. I'm going to run away from this. So it's that deep. Like every single area of your life has a shift when you start um, opening yourself and realizing what true love means. Because God is love. God is love. Is he's literally what love is. So when you're familiar with, with God and you realize that, you're going to see a shift in your life. And that's what happened with my life. That's why I stopped attracting pe bad people to my life. And now I can tell, I can say that the moment that God puts my future husband in front of me, that's going to be familiar for me. And That's something that is important because when you realize that you break a curse, you break something so deep because when you, everything that you know, you, you cannot teach something that you don't know. So for your future kids, for your future, future people that are going to be around you, you cannot teach about unconditional love if you don't even know what that is or how that looks. So if you're broken, You're going to have broken people after you. You're going to have broken children, a broken, a broken future generation. So that's why it's important for us to shape, go through the shaping, go through this season of uh, maybe a pain and brokenness so God can reshape us and bring us, you know, to um, a new level so that we can replicate. We only replicate what we know. So the reason is the reason of for you like to go deep in that is because when you break that cycle and when you have a breakthrough, um, you're going to have that on your bloodline. You're going to have the love. You're going to be able to replicate God's love to your kids, to your grandkids, to your family. And that's going to be beautiful. So it's more deep than we think it is. It's way more deep and it's such such an important topic. I want to come here and talk a little bit more about this and have people coming over because it's a beautiful topic. It's a topic that it's a game changer in your life, with, in your walk with Christ, in your life to understand that. And um, I just want to, I just want to, Thank you guys so much uh, for everything. Uh, the podcast is on the second uh, season and this is a brand new um, series. And I also want to get like, do like say a big thank you to everybody who supported me on the event yesterday, Giselle, Lena, all of the girls who helped me, all of the girls who showed up and stay tuned. If you're in Miami, we're going to have this event at least once a month. Uh, stay tuned, go to therapy podcast and stay tuned for the dates because we put everything there. I'm going to put my uh, social media here on the description. So I just want to thank you. And I want to, um, I want to encourage you to go deep in that topic and ask God, because I literally reached the, the, the breakthrough happened when I told God, show me how to accept your love. And he showed me because he's a really kind God. He's so good. And he's going to show you what you ask for. So if you ask him and you say, God, I don't know how to be loved. And I need you to teach me because if you know how to be loved, you know how to show love. And the love that you receive is the love that you give and vice versa. 
So I can tell that right now I'm a better person. I'm a, I'm a better person at loving others because that really, 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 um, um, that really changed the way you see the world, you see other people, how you treat people. Because when you take the uh, transactional part, you can truly love people without expecting anything in return, unconditionally, even if they don't love you back. So um, that's going to be a topic for another episode about um, how do I love people who hate me and how to love your enemies. That's something that I really want to talk about too. And well, I just want to thank you guys for staying tuning in here. Um, I, I pray that you guys can have a blessed day or blessed night and I see you in the next episode. Bye.